Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. It's Fightful's The Hump with uh, Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Fightful.com. Yeah, yeah. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It is September 20th, 2023. It's time to hump. We are humping for an hour straight. Then we're going to head over to FightfulSelect.com where we're going to give you some, I, I would say big contract news, but at any time, Jimmy, that I say big contract news, I, I legitimately had Becky Lynch's contract news earlier this year and people were like, <laughs> when, when is that news? Why is that news? <laughs> I don't know. But we're going to have some contract news that I would say is world championship level. Uh, contract news on Fightful Select, so go ahead and subscribe. But if you're here, leave a thumbs up. Get your super chats. Get your humper chats in because, Jimmy, we did break some, I think, objectively big contract news in the wee hours of Thursday last week. Jade Cargill uh, leaving AEW. On Friday, we broke some news about a guy named The Rock showing up. I don't know if you all know him or not. But uh, – it's contract season. Last week alone, we had Prince Nana, Diana Perrazzo, L.A. Knight, uh, Jade Cargill, QT Marshall contract news, Heath Slater even. Every company everywhere, there's a lot going on. And that's before we even get to Vince McMahon and TKO related stuff. Jimmy, it's it's a busy period. It is. And don't tell me that Rock's thing had, had uh, it was purely convenient that it happened after the merger close so i'm telling me that that, that, that wasn't convenient so first thing i want to do is i want you to pull out your crystal ball sean and okay. i want you to and and if this is rec spec then just say so and we'll talk about it on fightful sure. Select. sure so but otherwise pull out your crystal ball so as we're doing this september 20 tonight is a aew grand slam from arthur ash and there's been a little bit of rumor that we could see you know a certain rated r superstar Hmm. crystal ball what do you think about that i don't think so i don't think so um you know and it's just hunch it's not a report i don't know one way or another if he's showing up there i think we're more likely to see some integration of mercedes or something like that even though AEW has outright denied it to me hmm. uh <laughs> i you know i know that several people connected to her will be there i just don't know if you know she'll actually be there but I, I think there should be a surprise of some sort there. I think that would be nice. Right. Yeah. They, they need a shot in the arm. So maybe that'll kind of, maybe that'll they help. Need some, they need some positive buzz. Sorry to interrupt. They do. They do. You're right. You're right. All right. Let's talk WWE business. Cause there's all kinds of stuff I want to talk about. I didn't get to do the show last week, of course, right after the merger closed. And so uh, I want to talk about it. I want to start with that LA times article. Cause it just came out today about Vince McMahon. And there was nothing new in there really. But it was interesting because it was a mainstream outlet that was running it and and kind of talking about the Fed raid and everything. I think that might be the first time I saw a mainstream outlet run with that story. So the whole thing was not about the legal issues. It was about kind of his career. And because of the of the uh, the, the outlet, of course, they had to kind of throw in stuff that wasn't really relevant, like Donald Trump's history with Vince and all that kind of stuff. They talked about the Montreal screw job. They said the NWA was a new competitor, but. They did talk about the sexual allegation, uh, sexual assault allegations, and they included comments from a guy named Jacob Frankel, who's former senior counsel in the SEC Division of Enforcement. You got to remember, Vince was raided by the feds in July, and we haven't heard anything about it since. 
Uh, and this is a quote from Jacob Frankel. He said, depending on the potential findings, McMahon could face criminal and or civil liabilities that could prevent him from serving as an officer or director of a public company, as well as a clawback of any ill-gotten gains. That was interesting to me, Sean, because what happened last week? You know what I mean? Yeah. There was there was a dividend after the merger closed. They issued a dividend for $3.86 a share. It's payable next week, September 29th. Vince owns 28.84 million shares of TKO. Do the math. That's $111.3 million he's getting in a dividend. And if he faces legal action, he risks having to pay that back. Yes, and he does. So now I saw a lot of I did see a lot of people that were like, oh, well, it's coming. It's coming. But this is more of a what if. That's yes, there was nothing well new in there at all. And as a matter of fact, I've talked about it on the podcast before that, you know, they raided them. And if they find whether criminally or, or civilly, but criminally is worse, if they find that they have a case, he's going to have to step aside pending the outcome. He has to. And then if he's found to be guilty, he's done. Like, that's just how it's going to be. But right now, nothing has been made public. So we don't even know. For all we know, the government has already wrapped things up and found nothing to pursue. Sure. And I mean, uh, that LA Times article, it was, you know, it was both good and bad. The quotes associated uh, with it are, you know, I, I think newsworthy, but a lot of the supplemental coverage, like there's very weird things in there, like them bringing up the, the Montreal screw job and then being like, we reached out to WWE for comment on the Montreal screw job. And I'm like, yeah, reached out for comment. They've been, they've done their own documentaries about <laughs> many of them. Yeah. Many yeah. of them. What are yeah. you what are you talking about? You reached out to them for that. Like yeah. Yeah. and there are some things where it's more of looking at how he reacts to things and and how Vince was like, okay, do whatever you guys need to do. I'm not gonna stand in your way of, of the investigation. But then he wasn't happy about having to step down. He forced his way back in. Uh he viewed the investigation as disloyalty, a lot of stuff like that. Now there, there was the depending on potential findings, McMahon could face criminal or civil liabilities. Again, that's a, that's a what if. Yep. Should he? Likely, yeah. But um, that that is a big, big, big what if. And this was this felt like more of a let's just happen to educate our our L.A. Times readers who have no idea what is going on about the implications of this TKO thing. Yeah, I mean. When news got out about the Fed raid, because it was in the last earnings call that they disclosed it, I don't recall seeing that in any mainstream outlet. Like the like yeah. the wrestling media covered it, but I don't recall seeing it anywhere mainstream. So I thought it was interesting that they covered it now. Mm. Now, a few things I want to say about the merger that closed. It's amazing that there's still so much confusion. And, and you asked me last week to send you some bullet points. I don't know if you ever got to them on the podcast or not, but there's so yeah, much confusion so this was not a sale. Like I've still seen so people, so many people talking about the sale closed. The sale. This wasn't a sale. This was a merger. No money changed hands. I saw so many people on social media. How much money did Vince get? He got a dividend, or he's going to get a dividend on the 29th. But there was no check cut for this deal. It was a merger. It was strictly a stock deal. That's what it was. And so there's a lot of speculation or a lot, a lot of confusion about that. The other thing is, is the timing, do you remember the day before the merger? This would have been last Monday. Vince was back uh, involved with Creative again, right? You reported on Select that he was back again. He, he had been back. Uh, he had been calling in some changes already. I had heard of a situation on the SmackDown two weeks. Let me, let me check the date. The SmackDown on September 8th. I know he was absolutely calling in changes. Okay. And I mean like little changes as well. Right. Okay. So he started doing that. Then the merger closed and he's chairman of TKO. So a lot of people are running with that saying he's still got majority voting power. He doesn't. And I don't understand why people don't get this. So because he's chairman of the new entity, he does have power as chairman. He can still screw with WWE creative because he's chairman of TKO. He doesn't have majority control. Endeavor collectively has majority control at 51%. And so like I said, Vince has authority, and I'm sure he's got provisions in there to protect him from an early round of elections. But sooner or later, there's going to be board elections, sooner or later. And when that happens, Endeavor, I believe, has six people on the board. WWE has five people on the board. Seems inevitable unless there's some kind of succession shenanigans that, uh, that he we could have absolutely booted. seen. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. But he, he doesn't have the freedom now to just 
kick people out and bring new ones in at his leisure. He can't do that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But one question I have for you. So the merger closes and it sure feels to me now like the hiring freeze has magically lifted almost in time with that. Because not only do you have the Jade Cargill thing, they had a tryout at the PC. So have you an, heard? An active tryout with experienced professional wrestlers. Right. Like actual people who have bumped and done stuff before, like Valentina Rossi, Hollywood Haley J, right. uh, Richard Holiday, David Goldie from Monster Factory was on there as well. Like this isn't just what we've seen in the past where they're like, oh, let's get some college recruits too. Yep. The last time we saw a tryout like this was last December when Vincent Dutch, Kylie Ray, and Casey Navarro came in and none of them got signed. And then somebody like kind of tapped me on the shoulder, like keep your eye on why that was. Well, it's because there was a freeze. Interesting. So, you know, you know when it might've been over a year ago, two years ago, when they introduced the nil program, and the they kind program, of, yes. yeah, and they, they kind of made it clear. Nikon kind of made it clear uh, that they're going after collegiate athletes and, and whatnot. Do you think that suddenly maybe there's been some kind of a shift where now they're welcoming in wrestling talent again? And, and what do you think led to that shift if that's the case? Well, they are, they definitely are because Brian Pillman Jr. Got hired. They're looking at bringing in Jake Cargill uh, as reported by fightfulselect.com. But I definitely, they are. I think they realize at this point, like, Hey, you know, having the the people that we can build from scratch is really good, but it's also really nice to be able to take already televised talent and see what we can make out of them too. Because like, imagine if in 1996, if they didn't do that, imagine between December 95 and April 96, if they're like Steve Austin, nah, Mick Foley, don't need him. Now, granted, you did still get your Freddie Joe Floyd's, the goons, uh, TL Hopper, you know, all that stuff. But imagine if they were just like, eh, you know what? We don't need that. They already missed out on Switchblade Jay White earlier this year. He would have been a top guy for them right now. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, there were a lot of people that were put on ice. There were a lot of people that thought that Trinity was going to come back to WWE. They thought that Tomatonga and Hikaleo were headed to WWE that didn't end up happening. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I had heard based on, and we haven't spoken on, on screen since then, Nia Jax's return. Uh, she had been signed well over a month ago. Mm -hmm. There are rumors that AOP might've been signed like a year ago. Now I can't really nail that down. And there's, there's some extenuating circumstances to them surrounding the WES thing. Mm -hmm. Like I know there are people that are still owed money from that. I don't know if that has any, you know, any weight to this or anything, but I had, man, I had heard at the end of 2022 that they were possibly signed, but completely separate of that. Kyrie's expected to come in. Carlito, I think is under a deal, I think. So, I mean, for a while, like some people were signed ish, but weren't showing up on TV. And then the week of the merger, well, we got Nia Jax coming back on TV. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, something else related to WWE business, and I think you're the one that broke this on Select. There was uh, a meeting at WWE headquarters Whew. with Ari Emanuel, Vince McMahon, and Nick Khan. Share some details on that. Vince was full of shit, uh, but, but share some oh, details boy. on that. This, this meeting was akin to an NXT meeting that developed sources for me, Jimmy. A few years ago when the pandemic happened, they held a... Uh, <laughs> They held a meeting and they were basically like, don't leak to the dirt sheets. Don't talk to them. And then in like the same breath, they're like, by the way, a reminder, you're responsible for your own medical coverage. And I had a bunch of wrestlers that were like, they want to tell us who we can and can't talk to, but they don't want to appropriately protect us during this type of situation. Mm -hmm. So yesterday there were people that I had never spoken to before that I was at least, I at least had a connection with, but hadn't really spoken to before. Um, that were eye rolling a lot of this, and they said that Ari Emanuel came off fine, and you know people have known that his his daughter works there and all that, and they said that Nick Khan almost always comes across fine, mm -hmm. like he almost always does because he knows how to deal with people. Triple H, you know, same thing, but the Vince McMahon thing led to a lot of eye rolling, and he said, you know, we don't like to cut people, but we had to, and they're like, well, you didn't have to, but we did expect it, type of thing. 
And then the comment that got a lot of people really, really frustrated frustrated was, uh, you know, the co- company had plateaued or stagnated. He, he said something to make it sound like the company had not experienced growth. And the way that they took that, the people that were in that meeting, was that he really kind of meant, that, you know, once he went away, that's when it's that's when it stagnated. And that couldn't be further from the truth, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Not only did it not stagnate, but WWE publicly and internally, because I get my eyes on those live events reports sometimes where the memo goes out to a lot of the people in the company that says highest grossing raw in Boston history, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I always have those people that say, well, it's because ticket prices are so high. Well, guess what? People are buying them. That's, That's all right. that matters. You got to sell That's them. all that matters. Yep. And that led to a lot of eye rolling because they're like, we see the numbers. We see the quarterlies. We we see the internal memos. We see the reports. We got wrestle ticks. We know how this is going here. Like this is. Well, they oftentimes issue press releases, too. I know they issue press releases. Yeah. They, they, you know, they get memos out to the public about how they were f- paid to go places. Right. So that led to so many people being like, oh, brother, are you kidding me? Yeah. Type of thing. Like that, it was annoying to a lot of people, but it was infuriating to a couple of people that I spoke to. Sure. And he apparently referred to Ari as his boss, Ari Emanuel. He did. He did. That's what I heard. It, it, I feel like we've talked about this before, but it comes off to me like he definitely used this whole thing to get back in this whole that's endeavor acquisition merger to get back that in. Reaffirm and I, that belief uh, among several people in the company. I think so. I, cause it, it's very easy for him to say, well, I have a boss now and he wants me here. So I got to be here. It's very when easy. The, re- the reality is, I, I'm sorry. There's just no way this, there's no way I believe this was the best deal. There's no oh, way I believe this was the best deal. I think this is the best deal for Vince. Yes, hundred percent. And he had he had the he had the power, so he could he could yay and nay whatever one he wanted. Uh, I want to talk about something that could bode very well for WWE wrestlers, and I haven't really seen anybody in wrestling media talk about this. Uh, but it's it's I told you about it the other day on September 12th after the merger closed. Ari Emanuel and Mark Shapiro. Mark Shapiro is the COO of uh, Endeavor, and Ari, of course, is the CEO. They were on Squawk on the Street on CNBC. One of the things that they were asked about was the Saudis investing in the PFL, which is the Professional Fighters League, yeah, and how that could impact fighter pay because the Saudis, as we know with soccer, they're just throwing money at everybody because they want to bring top stars in. money at WWE, for the love of God. Right, right. And so what they asked uh, Shapiro and Emanuel is, how is that going to affect the UFC if the PFL is offering big money contracts to fighters? Mark Shapiro said, uh, and I've, I kind of wrote down almost word for word what he said. He said, UFC is driven by high margin revenue streams, which can absorb anticipated or unanticipated increases in fighter pay while still resulting in margin increases. The WWE business model is very similar to the UFC business model. They're very similar. Yes. And WWE is going to get an increase on their next round of rights. And we'll talk about that in a, in a bit, but they're going to get an increase. I think, and we've talked about this, that AEW, once they get their next rights rights deal, because uh, they're going to get an increase too, I think that they are going to get more aggressive with respect to going after talent. In my opinion, what Shapiro said, even though he was talking about the UFC, it bodes well for WWE wrestlers because if they're willing to compete in order to keep people in the UFC, wouldn't they in theory want to compete to keep people in WWE unless Vince McMahon puts the kibosh on it as the chairman of TKO? However, this is a point that I brought up to you this week. They let Francis Ngannou walk out the door. They let the, the one of the biggest potential heavyweight draws in recent memory walk out the door. John Jones and Francis Ngannou stood to be one of the biggest selling pay-per-views they've ever done, especially separate of Conor McGregor. And they just let him walk. And you said, well, didn't he want an ungodly amount of money? Ungodly to them. Ungodly to them. Now, in 2019, the amount that a lot of top WWE stars are making right now seemed ungodly. Do you remember when uh, it was OC? They was revealed that they got offered or they were making 700 grand and people went 700 grand. Oh my gosh. Whoa. 
And then it was like, well, they offered the revival 800 grand, 800 grand. Oh my gosh. What? With regularity contracts that I report now are in the seven figures for AEW and WWE. Now, we don't know what this entails now. Maybe some of these wrestlers said, hey, I'm not getting a cut of Peacock. Hey, just throw my merch in there. There are so many different kind of deals that can be made. And Endeavor comes from the world of making deals. That's what they exist to do is to make deals. Largely a talent agency at heart is what they are. So if somebody wants to come in and say, you know what, throw my merch in there, throw my, my royalties, all that stuff, and just give me this big-ass flat fee, that might be an option. Or they might have a uniform way that they want to do things and say, you know what, we feel like the brand can sell itself, even though, Jimmy, when they tried to do that with the brand of WWE, it plummeted. Then all of a sudden, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, you get these you really focus on stardom and look, look what the hell happened. I'm not convinced yet that they're going to go all out on talent. I think that is going to be TBD over the next month or so. And I'm going to have a report on fightfulselect.com that kind of explains why probably I might drop that on Friday. I might drop that story Friday about the process of the contract situation there and what a lot of people are looking at. Because I know one thing, Jimmy. Becky Lynch's deal is up next year, as reported by FightfulSelect.com. She is about to set the stage for uh, you know, gender equality and pay there as to what she can get. Because you mean to tell me that Tony Khan would not offer an obscene amount of money just to be like, yeah, let's try to get her over here. Whatever it takes, let's get her over here. They're... 2024 might be the most interesting year in wrestling free agent history to me. Yeah, I definitely think as soon as AEW signs their new deal, uh, I think things are going to start to change. And I ultimately, I think it's going to come down to perceived value. And I use Adam Copeland yeah. as an example because when he wanted to return, what was it, three years ago, yeah. and had an offer from AEW and Vince McMahon, it didn't, didn't really matter, I don't think, what the, what the financial offer was. He wanted him back in WWE. This time around, my gut is that Adam Copeland doesn't any longer have the perceived value of WWE that he did three years ago. And so that's why I think they're more willing to let him walk. Becky Lynch, I think uh, exactly what you just said. And I can't, I can't speak for a Nick Khan or Vincent Mann or even a Triple H. I think that it would be more of a pain to WWE to let her walk and go to AEW than, exactly. to, than to give her what she wants and to keep her under the fold. Uh, just I, from- I mentioned that. That's my line of thinking with some people here, too. I'm like, okay. I might not necessarily make a giant profit margin on them, but having them associated with Fightful is good for us. I thought that was the case for Francis and Ganu. I would rather, you know what, maybe you don't make as much money as you normally would, but still having him there, you're going to be a net positive anyway. Oh, man. Uh, Will Chisholm says, no, any update on the Vince Legal stuff? We don't, but uh, we're about to answer all these super chats, all these humper chats, after a word from Nord. I'm traveling a lot. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fightful 
It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. And when you travel, you got to protect your data. You got to protect your privacy online. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows me to do that. Allows me to browse safely and securely. When you go to an airport, when you go to an arena, a restaurant, a hotel, you're usually connecting to that unsecured Wi-Fi, which leaves you susceptible to having your data stolen, any any number of things taken from your private connection or what should be your private connection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes it a private connection with the fastest VPN in the world, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and a ton of other features in addition to that peace of mind that you get when you can browse safely and securely. And I'm talking all your devices. Surface Pro, laptop, desktop, PC, smart TV, router, phone, whatever you're taking with you, nordvpn.com slash Fightful will add extra layers of security to your digital life. You can get a password manager, a file encryption tool. Be safe, be smart, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We have a lot. Uh, Crazy says, do you think we see a debut tonight? If so, who? If you count Mercedes, I think it's possible. Levity says, four o'clock, spill the news. I subscribe to the $10 a month Fightful feed. Yeah, I don't promote the $10 tier, but it gets you early access to a lot of our stuff. Uh, But yeah, we will have that contract news at four on the list goes on and then an article to follow. Any Jamie Hayter progress or news you've heard? I had heard they originally had her planned for All In. Unfortunately, they, they, it became very clear that it, it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be possible. So I think they're not expecting her back this year. GN says, "Do you have news on Ziggler? Is he leaving? Uh, not imminently. Not imminently." Lonnie Barker says, "Which title do you see LA chasing or winning first, Jimmy? How about you? What are you thinking for LA night? He ain't taking Roman Reigns out, so uh, it's going to have to be the mid title. It's going to have to be the US title because he's on the SmackDown brand." Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... He's got Cody ahead of him, bud. He's not going to take out Roman Reigns. Amir says, what do you think about Cristiano Ronaldo happening or appearing at Crown Jewel? So funny enough, my name was attached to fake rumors about this last year, Jimmy. Really? Somebody, and it got like a thousand retweets where somebody said, oh, Sean Ross Sapp reported that Ronaldo is headed to WWE. <laughs> really? <laughs> never, never reported that. I asked WWE, they told me they didn't have that info. It would be major for WWE if they they did though i want to give a quick shout out to rob uh, who does our video editing because a couple people in the chat are putting yeah. them over for that ad so uh i have a uh, very talented guy named rob bull that does all our video editing he does mostly stuff for know your news my other channel but uh i've opened up a schedule to do some of the stuff for fightful and he is excellent wait until you see the fightful championship videos that he's putting together uh yep. I'll be honest with you guys. I filmed a bunch of stuff in Toronto last July. And obviously that was before wrestling hit the most busy news period of all time, of all time period. Vince retiring, brawl out, all the contract stuff, uh, the, the, the scrum, Vince in, Vince out, Vince back again, the merger. Uh, so we never aired it. And we're going to just air it as if it's happening now. That's just what we're going to do. We're going to finally do that. And Rob is is making it possible. But um, I can't believe you put the Fightful Championship on Joel Pearl. That was an all-time bonehead <laughs> decision. Uh, I don't even remember why that happened. It, it's been a long time. I, I can tell you why it happened. Because Jimmy thinks that the great bit is that I never win the Fightful Championship. That's true. That as if true. I give a shit. Oh, you do. <laughs> so you're, look at, you're 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 chair. we're privately at you're pr- like privately at night you're sitting in a rocking chair in the dark that's what you're doing that's what he's doing let's <laughs> see oh uh, why can't i win this yeah you know what this bullshit this is bullshit my, jimmy's doing my this. character cares a lot yeah. because i do my job but i don't give a shit but i think we're probably going to hit a point where people hate joel so much that you just don't have a choice K775 says, Jade Cargill, do you think we see her in NXT or main roster? I see positives in both. So the Jade Cargill news that dropped last week, Jimmy, that is obviously something that we're going to be talking about pretty heavily. We'll go ahead and talk about it. In the wee hours 
of the morning on Thursday, I reported that Jade Cargill was leaving AEW. I've since learned that her contract was up Friday. Wow. <laughs> she could have appeared on SmackDown that night if she wanted to. Right. AEW uh, brought her back knowing that she was leaving. And it was to get Chris, Chris Statlander to beat her. Uh, I'm sure that if AEW had their way, they would have had multiple people beat her. But she left on good terms. People that, that I spoke to close to her said that it's a door that is open. And uh, they said they implied that this wasn't money motivated. It was more opportunity motivated. And I don't know necessarily what that means. If that means in WWE or if it's, you know, the Endeavor connection or mainstream opportunities, etc. She's got more money than she would know what to do with, <laughs> quite frankly. So I'm not surprised it's not necessarily money motivated. But uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on Jade Cargill and. Uh, do you think we see her on the NXT or main roster? I think NXT. I think they want to increase those ratings. Uh, it's a tough one because, I mean, how long have we been putting her over on this podcast? Quite a while, yeah. I'll, like, pretty much from the time she debuted in AEW, I put her over. What a what a superstar look she has and charisma. And you know what? She's a very good talker, too. Like, if, yeah. you, if you see her in, in interviews, she's very articulate. She's very intelligent. She's a really good talker. She's a total package. I got to be honest with you, when this story broke, I was surprised on a few levels, and I want to ask you about a few things. Um, I had no idea her contract status, and it came to me out of nowhere. Do you know if maybe she had an option that AEW thought she was going to pick up and then she didn't? Because this came out of nowhere about her contract. Yeah, yeah, there were option years at play, and um, I don't know if they thought she was going to pick them up, but... The way it had been portrayed to me throughout the summer was that there was more time under deal than what it ended up being. Because the way that people had portrayed it to me was like, oh, yeah, it's probably not going to be. It's not imminent, but it was imminent. It absolutely was imminent. So interesting. Well, the second thing that surprised me about this, and there's a bunch of things that surprised me, but then there's things that don't surprise me. Right. Because we've talked about it. WWE is more entertainment oriented. AEW is more in ring oriented. Typically WWE talent get more mainstream opportunities than you see with AEW. And if you really want to dig deep, Sean Endeavor owns a talent agency. They own like the biggest talent agency, William yep. Morris. And so I don't know if Jade is represented by them or not, but I'm sure if she's not, she'd like to be. And so uh, she, I don't believe she is. Uh, she's got a, she's got a team. I'll say that. I'm way. sure. I'm sure. And that team was talking back in July to people that I knew saying, oh, wait till you see our next move, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, but I know other members of her team who played very, very coy and still haven't admitted to me that she's even left to AEW. <laughs> so. Right, right. Well, let, I want, let me ask you about some, some more things that were surprising to me. And you and I off the air talked about some of this stuff last yeah. week. The WWE schedule versus the AEW schedule. I've seen a bunch of interviews with her where she's talked about her daughter. She's, she's married. Her, her husband is a former major league baseball player. She's talked about living in Atlanta. Uh, and uh, in the past, she talked about why she chose AEW over WWE because they wanted her to move to Orlando uh, to report to the performance center. It's hard for me to imagine that she would all of a sudden be open to the WWE schedule, but I also don't imagine WWE giving her the Brock Lesnar schedule out of the shoot either. What are your thoughts on her potentially having to make that big schedule change after it seemed like she wasn't open to it? I don't think it's as big of a schedule change as many expect because you're not doing the Raw and SmackDown live events anymore. You're doing super shows. So what that enables is for more people to get more time off. The, the road schedule is not nearly as hard as it used to be. Plus, if it is NXT... Well, I mean, I'm sure I, I honestly think she'll probably be doing some performance center stuff. Like I think she'll because she is still green in the ring. Yep. There's yep, no other way. It. There's no other way to put it. Will she be flying down for NXT every week? Because she's from she's she lives in Atlanta. It's not bad. Like the Atlanta to Orlando flight is very, very easy. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it's I think it's possible. I, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, again, that's a 90 minute flight. Like, no, for, I mean, for NXT, for sure. I agree. I just, if she's suddenly doing three, four shows a week, uh, it's a big change from doing one show a week, but that uh, is absolutely true. And one show a week when you're not brought there a lot of the times as well. Right. But I mean, if you want to advance in your career in the ways that she wants to, 
you, you might have to. The another thing that surprised me about this news. So on September seven, which was four days before she returned to AEW on Collision, she did an interview with Women's Wrestling Talk, their YouTube channel. Though I don't know when that was taped. All I know is they put it up on September 7th. In that interview, she really put over Tony Khan and she really put over AEW. And one of the things that she said was, there's no other place I'd rather be. And then four days after that interview goes live, uh, the report breaks that she's looking like she's going to be leaving AEW. So that surprised me. But at the same time, there's something that she said in that interview that makes it make sense. So when she did that interview, she was on the set of a French Montana music video because she was featured in the video. And one of the things that she said is that after wrestling, she wants to segue into acting. So it's pretty clear where her aspirations lie. She really said that she would love to be uh, is it Storm in the Marvel movies. I'm not a big yes. Marvel guy. I think it's Storm in the Marvel movies. So her aspirations are pretty clear outside of WWE. And again, if you're looking for that mainstream exposure, WWE is where you're going to get it. With all due respect to AEW, WWE is where you're going to get it. And so yeah. I understand. Uh, what did you think about her comments in that interview and then her moving on so quickly after that. I, th I didn't think that looked good. I mean, you're free to do whatever the hell you want, but I was like, damn, okay. It, and I hadn't heard of anything messy unfolding that I know of. Sure. So yeah, that, that's kind of rough, man. That's, that's a bit of a gut punch to AEW. but again, she's free to do what she wants. That's, that's a point of free agency, right? Like, I don't even know. And, and she, I mean, there were people in WWE that, knew she was heading over there even before her deal was up. So there had been some contact made <laughs> at some point. But, I mean, then again, wrestling contracts aren't uniform. She held option years that many people don't have, so maybe there was also a negotiation period as well. Right, right. And, I mean, I you know, I, I thought it was a nice touch that they left the hug in with her and Chris Statlander. And you could tell Chris Statlander and Jade have mutual respect. So I don't think it was, it didn't look to me like there was any uh, sour grapes at all. I think it was just, like you said, she had, she had an opportunity and she decided to take it. Now, you already kind of addressed this, but in terms of her usage, everybody's already online. I've seen so much discourse online. Oh, they got to do Jade and Bianca. They got to do Jade and Charlotte. Jade's not ready, I don't think. And so I don't think it's a popular there, there opinion. There was a reason why they had a lot of her matches taped. I mean, right. that is why. Right. Because people got to remember, she's been in the business for less than three years, working one match a week or less or mm -hmm. less. And so this might not be a popular opinion. I think Natty is the way to go. Like, I think if I you don't. <laughs> I think that working with Natty is the way working to go. Like, with in, Natty. Working like, with I, Natty. but I mean, I don't think like a full on program. I think you get her involved and put her in a in an important feud, whether it be NXT or the main roster. But I think Natty is absolutely a person that can. I mean, I'd be. I'd be asking Jade to go spend weekends with Natty in Tampa, in Tampa for sure yeah. at, at the heart dungeon with, with Tyson kid and, and Natty for sure. Yeah. But what do you think about her potentially being in a faction so that they can kind of hide her weaknesses? I swear to God, if you're about to say street profits and Bobby Lashley, I'm going to screw who else is there? I don't know. I'm just so fucking sick of hearing that one. The problem is so somebody online, I did suggest that on online and somebody tried to turn it into a race thing, which it is not. Of course, because that's the only people that get booked with them. That's the only people that people... Is anybody saying, you know what? You should put Damian Priest with them, or et cetera. You know what I mean? That's how it always is. They want everything to be Nation 2.0, and it ain't going to okay, be Nation 2.0. Okay, but here, here's the question. And and somebody that was uh, that was giving me problems on online, I asked this to them, and they had no answer. Are you going to put her with the Brawling Brutes? Is she all of a sudden going to be Irish? Are you going to put her with Imperium? You know what I mean? They made, they made Kofi Jamaican all of a sudden. They made... She's she made not going to fit with them. And then the only other... Give her other, an Irish accent! Right, give her an Irish accent. The only Let's other faction... Go. Isla and Alba. <laughs> the only other faction that doesn't have a female already is the Bloodline. And the Bloodline is falling apart. So I wouldn't want to put her in... A fashion in an LWO shirt. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let That's me get the to some issue. Of these, let me get to some of these super chats, humper sure. chats. Uh, Tony says, Jericho says, morale seemed better backstage since Punk was let go. Wondering if you heard the same and if it was from male wrestlers and not women. Now, it definitely doesn't have a gender disparity on it. There's there's a bit of a, a, a sense of relief, I think, from both, both sides. Sorry, I hit, got the hiccups. <laughs> Tony also says, has me wondering if you know or have a clear understanding of the morale of the women in the AEW locker room. 
Uh, I've noticed an upswing of lately. And yeah, I, I've like, there, there definitely were some situations last year and some pettiness and all that stuff, but I haven't heard much of that of late. Tony says, with Jade leaving, uptick of fair and unfair criticism of the division, Lufisto comments and injuries, bad luck retiring. Tommy wouldn't be shocked to hear if it's in a positive state and really hasn't. Uh, I would be shocked to hear if it is in a positive state and really hasn't mentally drained some. Uh, I have heard far less criticism since the Lufisto thing than I heard before that because before that, it was a lot more open. I think they kind of unified themselves around that. Tony says, I'm really curious about morale in WWE as well as uh, before and after the merger. I'm working on that one specifically, but I can tell you in my coverage of WWE, it hit an all-time low January 2022. Mm -hmm. Cody coming over, it spiked it a little bit. And then his booking gave people some optimism. Vince leaving shot it way through the roof. There's no two ways to put it. I spoke to dozens of WWE wrestlers. You, you can see me speaking to him on camera if you want, even. The morale, the mood was through the roof when Vince wasn't there. When Vince started to force his way back in, inch his way back into creative, it went on a downturn. It, it's nowhere near as low as it was last year, though. Mm -hmm. Matt says, hey, Sean and Jimmy, hope you're good. With Max announcing live sports, do you think AEW announces streaming by the end of the year? So that's something worth talking about, Jimmy. Uh, Max did announce live streaming. AEW is not a part of that. It's a, for some reason, they want to just keep this Bleacher Report brand alive. Like they just got to keep, keep that name alive because they bought it, I guess. Uh, what, what did you think of this and AEW's uh, lack of involvement? I thought nothing of it because they don't have any contract. Yeah. So the, the, this is, people sometimes they just, they fail to think about stuff like this. It's but like, I think that a lot of people thought that maybe this was where it gets announced. Like maybe when yeah. this part got announced, that's what got announced. Sure. But I mean, I, I, I'm not privy to negotiations, but I can understand why if you don't have a deal with them, you're not going to put their content up there. So uh, th I think that's sure. the reason I, I do believe and Tony's talked about it. I, I do believe that there's going to be a new deal that includes a streaming component. And I think Max is where they're going to end up. And if they're, if they're uh, if they play the cards, right, they'll have their own tab, just like WWE does in Peacock and all of the next day stuff can be there. And the PLEs or pay-per-views can be there. So I think that's where they're headed, but I just don't think they have a deal yet. And that's why they're not included. So uh, we've got, just mass saying, how much control does Triple H have uh, as much as Vince and Nick Khan want him to have? And that's something else, Sean. So many people online are trying to make something out of nothing. Oh, Hunter's not a board member of TKO. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, I've seen so many. I know that you don't like those aggregators out there, Sean, some of them. <laughs> I've seen some of them. Listen, listen. I don't like ones that immediately undermine our work and don't provide opportunities for other people. There are aggregation sites and channels. I'll specifically put over Wrestle Purists. Wrestle Purists and I have a good back and forth. I really respect them. They provide a lot of opportunities for voices in wrestling to solidify themselves and make a name for themselves. But there's a lot of people where I'm like, you do no original reporting. You do no... Or, uh, you don't do interviews. You don't provide anybody else any other opportunities. You don't provide anybody writing jobs. You don't. You don't give back. You are taking from e like. Well, plus they make everything. shit up. They make shit and up. And they make stuff up. Yeah, and I've seen a or lot of headlines stuff out of context, and that's what frustrates me. I've seen a lot of headlines saying Triple H demoted. Yes, that's just not true. None they of that is true at yes. all. And listen, listen, like maybe maybe I'm the old stick in the mud now. But I've been an aggregator. I made my living, albeit a very, very bad one. Those, those accounts, while usually well-intending, I don't know a lot of bad people that run those accounts. In fact, I've interacted with most of them. They seem like nice people who are just trying to, you know, make a name by throwing, wrestling something up there and all that. But if articles could be presented in that way in an effective manner and monetized then that's just the way that articles would be. We wouldn't do Fightful.com. We would do Fightful on Twitter and just post the whole article there and make the money off of that instead. But that's not a responsible way to further information on a consistent basis. It can be an effective one in many instances 
However, you get the one line, you get the picture, and then there's an awful lot of context left out. And what that causes very often is assumptions and misinformation. Uh, that's why I'm saying cite your sources, make sure that you support the original reporters, whether it be me or anybody else. It, by all means, if it's somebody else, support them there as well. But also be careful of what you're where you're getting your news from. Media literacy is important. Wait till engagement plummets if they make Twitter paid. They won't, but well, to, yeah, if, if they make it paid or if they just take money back and somebody's saying they are bad people, though. No, I, I can sit here and tell you I've spoken to people like WrestleOps, Wrestle Features, Wrestle Purists. Nice people. Very nice people. But anyway, um, do you think WWE will adopt UFC's more restrictive contracts on independent contractors? In some senses, yes, but I think there's going to be some things they relax on as How well. How are UFC's more restrictive? Oh boy, did you see, like, there are some things in contracts where it's like if they start a side business and promote it, the UFC claims, like, partial ownership of it because, oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, what? Yeah. So, yeah. If they, if, so if they want to sell barbecue sauce yep. or something? Yep. Wow. Wow. It's messed up. Wow. Okay. Rock Hard Joel Wood says, give me five names you can see going to WWE before Mania 40. Ooh. If I had to give you five, Cardona, Punk, QT Marshall, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce. And I know Billy Kay's pregnant right now, but they could get her under contract. And that's just me saying based on familiarity, name value, contracts that I know are up because QT's is up at the end of the year. Fightful Select reported it. And Cardona because he's Cardona and he can pull anything off. And right, you, I think, don't. you think Punk might be one of them? If I had to name five... Interesting. I had interesting. to name five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw his thing on commentary when he said, I got I got free time for the next two months, and everybody's thinking it's a series. But uh, he's pretty good at trolling. You he know? is. He's very good at trolling. I mean, yeah. I I put this out there, but when I asked him what the hell happened about the the fight, I, I, I just said, what the hell happened? He goes, oh, I got busted open in my match with Samoa Joe and still won. <laughs> very clever. Nice. Very clever. K775 says, do you think WWE have Becky stick around in NXT and have her work double duty? Have her work with more people down there, give them the rub, and use the NXT women's title on Raw? No, Jimmy, I think that it will last through no mercy when she has her Extreme Rules match. I think that was always the plan. You get Becky an accolade. You boost the ratings. You get better looks at Tiffany Stratton. You get Tiffany Stratton on Raw. You right. have Becky evaluate talent. What they have going on there by sending Mustafa Ali, Baron Corbin, Judgment Day, and Becky Lynch to NXT is very brilliant because to me, some of your best evaluators are some of your top stars. And I think that's what they're doing effectively. I love it too. They also had Tiffany work the live events with Becky. So that's yeah. great, great experience for her. And you know what? I'm sure Becky likes having some fresh talent to work with too. She was so, so good. And they worked together on the live events. And that's what I just said. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. So, I mean, that's what that's. What I was mentioning, that is indication that Becky liked working with her. If she's working the live events too. Right. Right. It's great. It's a great thing they're doing. They should have done it a long time ago. Brian says, hey, Sean and Jimmy, great green business question regarding getting the best deal. Is it unethical to investors? How do other bids not leak, i.e. Disney? Well, that one's for you, Jimmy. How do other bids not leak? So, they, so they're supposed to disclose... Um, I guess as much as they should disclose. I know that in the SEC filing, they did disclose some. They disclosed Liberty Media was one. Uh, Liberty Media owns uh, Formula One and some other things. They disclosed that the Saudi, what is it, Sean? The Saudi what fund? I forget. Yes. Uh, whatever they call it. But the, the Saudis were another one. They did disclose that. There were others that they didn't disclose, I believe, because they didn't get past the NDA process. And, and, and somebody who doesn't know, would they need to disclose people who wanted to buy the company or simply ones that wanted to merge? Uh, I think they look at it as all encompassing. Okay. I think because I think I think a deal was a deal. But just to kind of without boring everybody, you're going to have a lot of companies sign an NDA and non-disclosure agreement. Most of them are going to drop off after they sign the NDA. It could be literally dozens or hundreds that would sign an NDA. And so I can understand maybe if WWE wasn't listing every company they got to that stage, but the sure. ones that got farther, the ones that got to like the letter of intent stage, they did uh, disclose. And uh, like I said, it was a handful, Liberty Media, Saudis, that might've been it. Disney was not one of them. 
And I mean, we've but, even hit that stage with other websites, not not to buy us, but to, to acquire them. Like we, we've been to that stage before and then we're like zero chance at that point. So yeah. like it's not it's not out of the realm of the possibility that somebody was just doing some feeling out there as well. 100%. And what are you going to do? Are you going to, if you WWE, like, like disclose like a, a laundry list of companies that signed a non-disclosure agreement when it didn't go past that? I can understand if they chose not to. Kim says, I don't think my heart can take Cody not finishing the story. Honest opinion, what's happening with The Rock? I think The Rock, as a part of Endeavor, was encouraged to do SmackDown. I think that The Rock really liked his reaction that he got on SmackDown. Called Did he ever? Five of all time. Yep. I think that he was very excited that Sean Ross Sapp and FightfulSelect.com <laughs> broke the news that he was going to be there. Very excited. Very excited. Um, I don't think it's an accident that all this happened and that he's mentioning it. I think it's now or never. There's a strike right now. There is money to be made off of The Rock and WWE. I said it was now or never last year. I felt like it the year before, but I do think it's now or never now. Um, I think he can do it. It is really, really shitty of him to steal Snoop Dogg's finishing move, though. So, yeah. So, uh, it was a while ago on this podcast that I suggested that uh, they should do Rock, have Roman do double duty at Mania. And have Roman do Rock night one and do Cody night two. I still think that's the way to go. And I, I suggested on Twitter or on X that they could do Cody John Cena night one, Roman Rock night one, and then Cody Roman night two. But here's my question. Like a you. mini tournament. Like almost a, sort of. Like, almost sort uh, of. That, I mean, that's what it is. It's The Rock versus Roman Reigns for the title. Yeah. It's Cody versus Cena for the top contendership. And yeah, then, almost then make of. Cena and Rock work again the next <laughs> night. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Thrice in a lifetime. Yeah. And then Roman and, and Cody, they wrestle for bronze, for bronze medal. There you but, go. Uh, no, here's a question for you. So we know, with all due respect to Rock, Rock's got an ego. He does. I mean, he's he's he's. you don't get to where he is if you don't. Do you think that Rock would be okay with essentially being a stepping stone in that scenario? Do you think he'd be okay with, I'm going to be on night one, because Rock likes to be like the king of everything, right? I'm not going to be in the main event of night two. I'm going to be in night one, and I'm going to put Roman over, and then he's going to go on to Cody. Do you think Rock would have an issue with that? Roman is kind of like family, not blood, but family. Do you think he'd have an issue with that being viewed as, I'm kind of a stepping stone in that scenario? Maybe, but listen, you've been gone for 10 plus years. You got to do the right thing. You got to, you got to do, you got to do what Hogan did for you, man. Like that's, that's the nature of the situation. And they could do it where uh, Cody and Cena open mania night one, because the first match has become as big as the last match really. So they could have them open. They could have rock and Roman close rock still gets his main event, but it would just be on night one. Yeah. Like I, I think that makes sense, and and then the story's done. Cody beats him night two. Story's done. Yeah, and then everybody's happy that was pissed off that he lost uh, this year because he shouldn't have. Trey Way says, Sean, Jimmy, love what you do. Any chance we get a fightful select app? I mean, Patreon is one. That's the only way that we can do that. Uh, at one point, we considered moving all of fightful select to dot com, but now the amount of subscribers that we would lose would probably be way too much. Um, to do that at this point there i think there's a chance for a fightful app in the future for sure hopefully we can get that done we could still do a, a web-based app that encompasses both we could but it's it's not top i mean priority. yeah there, there is always the possibility that simply that we just do also a fightful select app as well but it would have to be a different subscriber thing that has the same content brent says don't have faith in it happening but is there a better time for wrestlers to get something organized than right now performer value seems high it would never be a union. If anything, it'd be like a WWE Players Association. That's it. Yeah, there won't be a union. And and the reason for that is because the top guys are too well taken care of. But here's the thing, though. Um, I've talked about this many times. AEW is going to change the landscape when they get their next rights deal. Not just when it comes to wrestler pay, but AEW has been paying hotel. They've been paying trans. Uh, you know, they some guys, I think, get benefits even. I think AEW is going to change the landscape and WWE is going to have to try to keep up. They're not going to like it. It's a lot of extra money, but they're going to have to, I think. Joseph Corey says, not uh, or what's up to the GOAT SRS and the boss Jimmy Van? Can we please talk about how great Noam Dar and the metaphor have been the last few weeks? Uh, I interviewed uh, Noam Dar's, I believe, fiance, Aaliyah James, her first interview after leaving WWE, and she talked about how much he helps her and all that. 
he's a brilliant wrestling mind. Like he's a very, very smart guy and uh, definitely can do it in the ring too. But I, I liked him as a part of the cruiserweight division as well. I'm glad to see him. Charismatic guy too. Yeah. Joel Wood says, so what you're saying is Jimmy won't let Sean finish the story. And somebody says, why can't Sean finish the story? <laughs> That's Look at awesome. That. That's awesome. Look at that. Which of Drew Knight or Becky has the highest chance of jumping ship to AEW? Have you heard of Mercedes signing long-term with anyone? I haven't heard of her signing long-term. I heard there was a working plan for her to do stuff with AEW. I would go with Drew. I would too. But also, I think Becky would get offered the most from AEW. Knight is under contract till 2025. Yeah, and it, this is no respect to Drew McIntyre because he's a hell of a talent, but it comes back to perceived value. And I, I think with all due respect to him, if we're talking today, September 20, 2023, WWE would have more perceived value in Becky and LA Knight, I think, right now. Yeah, and that's he's had his had a top run there, but also he's proven that he can navigate outside of WWE as well. Sure, yep. It was nice to see Becky bringing back Irish last kicker Bex last night with the puns. Reminded me of her beginning years. I didn't like it. Listen, I'm sorry. I am the biggest Becky fan. I did not like the puns. It didn't work for me, but I saw what she was doing. So I, I think the I think the issue was the audience. Yeah. I think I think that Becky kind of misjudged the audience. That was not the WWE. There's a bunch of kids in the crowd audience. Yeah. So I think she misjudged that a little bit. I didn't hate it. Like the internet was treating it like, oh, she's so amateur. I didn't think yes. it was that bad, but she misjudged the audience. Got a lot of super chats, humper chats to get through and not much time. Burt Wayne says, hey, bro, Gorilla Press here. Wanted to say, what's up, guys? Keep up the great work. Always great to see you, man. Patrick says, with all the contract news next year, do you see a Luger Rude situation happening or is that not possible with contract these days? Trans rights. Uh, you, you could have seen it Friday with Jade. Yeah, I think it's absolutely possible because I feel like both WWE and AEW are headed towards the let's let deals expire type of things. But I mean, Angelina Love is going to be on Impact and ROH Thursday. So that's already happening. It happens more now. Like Kayla Sparks is on two shows at once all the time. Cloud Life Smiley says, Sean, have you watched wrestlers on Netflix Thoughts, how do you think the show impacts the company? Which talent or OVW are you keeping an eye on? Uh, you know, Despite the the unfortunate stuff that happened between Hollywood, Haley J, and uh, Danny Moe, who I think a lot of. I think a lot of Danny Moe and Facade, and I don't approve of how that situation unfolded when she left OVW. Hollywood, Haley J is very clearly TV ready. She was better than everybody on WOW as well. Um, my thoughts on how it impacts the company, I mean, I was already told it had an immediate impact on business um i've listen i could do a full podcast on kentucky wrestling regulation and how i think ovw could and should help with that and it would help them i know that like the way that they look at their wrestling is different but i think that when you have the platform finances and ability that they have i think you probably should lean more into what wrestling is today but i enjoyed the show i really liked the show I liked it a lot. I uh, I have a lot of respect for Mahabali Shera. And Wonderful guy, yeah. I got to be honest, Sean. I, I had lost uh, track of I hadn't kept track of where he was after uh, he was released from NXT. So he, I didn't know he was in OEW until I saw the docuseries. I have so much respect for his humbleness because this guy sean how many wrestlers have you seen both of us where you know they're they're in they're getting into their 30s their 40s and they don't want to give up that wrestling dream and they put everything else off to the side including their financial well-being because they want to make wrestling the focus and shara at least understands i got a family back home and and they yeah. rely on me and he's doing food delivery as a side hustle in order to supplement his income Nothing but respect for that guy, and I hope that uh, that the docu series gives him an opportunity somewhere else. Haley J, I want to say one thing. So I I saw the discourse online, and I'm not defending her, but that was a year ago, and they covered it in the docu series. And so yeah, I mean it was it was just a situation where that can't happen ever. Hundred percent can't agree. attack somebody, and also you can't be smoking weed before your matches. Hundred percent agree, and I think that the only thing that's going to stop her it potentially is her immaturity. Sure. But she's only 23, so she's got, like, all the time in the world, too. To, to well, I also hadn't up. heard any issues of her in WoW, and I was getting all the, the WoW gossip for a while. So, I right. mean, she, she's the one. She's the one that people have their eye on, and yes. with good reason. She's yes. very good as a character. She and is. Uh, now she's got a, a tryout. Yep. 
Raphael says, is Mercedes Monet the one to finally change Tony's lackadaisical booking for the women's division? She should be. This should be the catalyst. I mean, I'm loving Tony Storm stuff. I'm loving oh, her that's stuff. That's great. Yeah. She's one of the best. She is. She's doing a one great One of the job. best. But uh, I would love to see some involvement there as well. Um, is there any news about Gargano and the rest of the way 2.0? Nope. Uh, he was not at Raw this past Monday. Indy Hartwell was. She worked a main event match, but I haven't heard any updates on that. I know of a plan for DIY when they were supposed to come back, but I don't want to jinx it. Ryan says, if Sean debuts for WWE soon, do you think she will debut uh, as similar to Cody? Do you think WWE will want to change things? No, I mean, Cody was a much bigger star than Jade, but I think that she won't be debuted as if nobody knows who she is. I think sure. they will imply who she is. Sure, but she's not going to get a, a WrestleMania no, guess, special, not. you know, a special opponent for Charlotte. That's not going to happen. If you can give both, or if you can give both a thought, odds Roman headlines night one and two. As Jimmy says, I think it's got to be a possibility. But also, if you're WWE, you better have a backup plan. Because what happens if he gets into that match and he tears his ACL night one? Could very well happen. That could very well happen. Yeah, that's so why you need to have a John Cena around as well. Cody too, man. If they have Cody work back to back, it happened to him as well. Joel Wood said, "Could the firing of CM Punk have contributed to Jade leaving? She really put him over, and it seemed like the two were close. Not that I heard. No, I mean she came in, did business, and everybody was very happy uh, to see her." Have you heard anything about the fast lane card? It's two weeks from Saturday and not one match is announced yet. No. And I might be going to that. Oh show. yeah. It's in Indianapolis. Yeah. I might be going to it. I still don't know. I don't have any, any details on the, on the show as of yet. I'm still waiting before I, I see if I'm going to go. I wonder if we're going to get something fresh and new, like the judgment day against some combination of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn <laughs> and a friend. I wonder if that's going to happen. And, and Jay now. If you had to wager, who do Edge, Drew, and LA Knight sign their next contracts with? Is it a stretch to equate Cody's second chance line with Punk? No, I think maybe it's a smart little hint. Edge, AEW, Drew, WWE, and LA Knight, WWE. Alex, thank you for becoming a YouTube member. We post all kinds of behind-the-scenes footage there. Hoping WWE eventually get Ricky Starks. Yeah, I think that's one they should be keeping their eye on. Jared says, do you think they will feature Tegan versus Becky next week? Felt bad for her. Think she would fit in with damage control with Dakota Hurt. I don't think you can just throw away all the, the feuding that Tegan and Dakota did. But yeah, Becky wanted that match with Tegan. It was planned until 10 minutes before doors per FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in the business. And then it got switched around. I mean, I know Natty felt bad for Tegan as well. Like, it was an opportunity, and Tegan hasn't been on Raw like at all since she got drafted. Jimmy, was that Vinnie Mac? From what you've heard, that's what I hear, but okay. I don't know for sure. You don't know for sure. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And I'm sure. Um, you know what? What a run Becky's on creatively. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's pulled from SummerSlam, uh, and then the stuff like this Tegan thing. It's it's fascinating. I mean, she's been one of their top girls for years, and they're kind of messing with her a little bit creatively. It's uh. Yeah, it is what it is, I guess. So uh, we've got a few more Super Chats, Humper Chats, as we start to wrap up. What country do you want to see a WWE PLE happening in? They're going uh, to Aussie, it looks like. Yeah, and I was talking with an Australian friend that was like, are hey, you coming over? And I looked at flights. I ain't going. I ain't going. <laughs> it's a long way. It's a long way it to is go. It's a two-day travel. And yes, London messed me up physically. London was tough and it was just an eight hour flight. No. I would also uh, like, I'd like to see Mexico. Mexico would be cool. I'll tell you where Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So I have an excuse to come back. Um, but go. other than that, hmm, I would like to see like Ireland or Scotland. Honestly, I think that'd be kind of cool. That'd be interesting too. Would you agree that Roxanne Perez, formerly Roxy is ready to be elevated to the main roster? Do you believe that more time in NXT will benefit her in the long run? I think they should, experiment a little bit more with her and give her an edge in NXT. I think that would be beneficial for her potentially, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that one's, uh, I think that one's a, an opportunity. Uh, yeah. I just don't want to say anything that I shouldn't say. I think there's still room for her in NXT to there grow. You go. That much I'll say. 
without giving anything away that isn't on the record. Do you think AEW has failed to harness the might of their women's roster? If so, how would you suggest they begin to take a serious uh, turn in their women's division? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is a circle. I will always say this. You can point at the women right now and say, well, they're not a ratings draw, but you are not going to be a ratings draw if nobody has a reason to care. It's the same reason why in WWE, certain women don't get on TV. There's no reason to emotionally invest in a character if they are not on TV. You have to build them. They don't just pop up out of nowhere. I agree. And and I've, I've said so many times, it's characters and stories. Characters and stories is what puts the butt people in the seats. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like the, like the, the, the high flying matches, they're cool, but they're not going to put people in the seats. It's the characters and stories. Mm-hmm. Tony storm is going to be the it girl of that division. Yeah. She's going to be, I mean, her character. She the most developed a character. Thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Ryan says, I think you misunderstood what I was asking. I meant presenting Jade as presenting her the way that she was in AEW. Yeah. I think they'll still oh, yeah. use Jade Cargill. Or just isn't that, Jade. Isn't or, that, doesn't she own that name? Isn't that her name? It's, it's her name. Yeah. So why wouldn't yeah. they? Why wouldn't they? Of course. Yeah. Mr. Burt Wayne says, correction. AEW offers transportation only for certain tiered talent. Not all. However, their travel agent has come under fire as late for lackluster job performance. There have definitely been some people that have not had flights booked and stuff like that. But uh, so some, what some I'm rough situations there. What I meant when I said that was uh, AEW is going to compete on one level by offering that to WWE talent that uh, has their contracts come up. That's what I meant. Yep. You're going to see people get buses offered and, and, you know, better, better flights and all that offered. Well, speaking of contracts, we have some contract news coming to fightful select.com. I'm trying to load up the very last of the humper chats, but Streamlabs has been a nightmare today. But anyway, uh, we got Fightful Select. We got the AEW Dynamite Grand Slam post-show review tonight. My Q&A this week. Grapsity's Q&A this week on Fightful Select. A lot of good stuff going on, Jimmy. I also want to talk about WWE US television rights, so I'll talk about that on Fightful Select. Okay. All right. We'll head over there, guys. If we missed any Super Chats or Humper Chats, we'll get to them over there. Till next time, guys. We're out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.